Screenless. Hello and welcome to another creative cuppa. As Nelson Mandela once said, if you talk to a man in a language he understands, that goes to his head. If you talk to him in his language, that goes to his heart. That quote is on Sarah Townsend's website and she says that she'll help you to get inside the minds of your target audience and create a tone of voice they can relate to. Getting your message right is a really important thing for creative businesses. So freelance copywriters like Sarah can be an absolute godsend. Now, confession time. Sometimes I make a mistake. Yes, I'm only human. Don't act so surprised. What do the kids say? Don't at me. Usually what happens with my chats with my fabulous guests is that I'll record my end of the conversation. They'll record their end and send it to me afterwards. Sarah wasn't set up for that, and so I recorded her on Zoom. Came out very nicely too. However, in my hitting record moment, I didn't also hit record on my audio recorder. So what you'll hear is my recording from Zoom, which strangely wasn't brilliant. Anyway, confession over. It's not the end of the world. It was still a lovely chat. Got your cuppa ready? Here we go. Sarah Townsend, freelance marketing copywriter and editor. Welcome to Creative Cuppa. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. It may be an obvious question, but what sort of things do you copyright and edit? Um, Well, I mainly do copywriting now. Uh, Sarah Townsend Editorial is kind of the legacy name, which Uh I set up for my business 21 years ago, would you believe? And I mainly call myself a marketing copywriter now because that's really what I focus on. Um, But yeah, really anything that they need to promote their business and to clearly explain what they do and what makes them different to other businesses. So sort of articulating the things that make them special, which quite often businesses struggle with themselves. Um, So yeah, I kind of always have considered it to be my superpower to be able to have a conversation with the business owner and kind of identify and articulate those things clearly in uh, written language. Fantastic superpowers, a great word to use. (laughs) Your website talks a lot about words and the importance of words and how words can just as easily lose your clients as much as gain them. How early in your life were you aware that you had this connection with words and a, a passion for words? I think I I didn't um I wasn't popular at school. I think I used to retreat into books. I've never been popular my whole life, actually. I don't know why I said at school. Um, But, you know, never been part of the in crowd. And I think I very much used to retreat into reading. Um, I have to say, in case anybody picks me up on incorrect spoken use of English, I never actually learned grammar at school because I was at school in the 70s and grammar was just out of fashion back then. So they just didn't teach it in British schools. Um, so yeah, the, the, the kind of language that I use is very much conversational, very human language. So whereas somebody who was writing perhaps something a bit more academic might get a bit more strung up on sentence structure and syntax and grammar and this kind of thing, I always consider myself to know instinctively what is right and what's wrong but at the same time 
it's not always the way that I would necessarily write. So I'm more about getting the message across in a clear, concise and human way than having something that's a sentence that doesn't split an infinitive and therefore um, meets certain people's grammatical standards, shall we say. Yeah. 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 You often see that. I have a friend who runs a creative agency in Sheffield. He actually did the screenless logo, which uh, Creative Cupper is a part of. And he didn't use a capital. And he said that using lowercase is just more, appro- it makes you more approachable. It does. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just breaks grammar rules, but it's uh, your first impressions, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Is it just as the same as um, using solid capitals makes something harder to read? It increases the reading age. age. Yes, and it looks like you're shouting. Yes, it does look like you're shouting. I can't read full caps now without um, without thinking that I'm being shouted at. Yeah, you think someone's really angry if they're using capitals on a text. <laughs> uh, so you've written a book, Survival Skills for Freelancers, uh, with a strap line. Is it called a strap line? Um, yeah, but they call it on Amazon, where you self where you self publish. They call it the um, the subtitle. Okay. So, difference yeah. yeah so tried and tested tips to help you ace self-employment without burnout yeah uh, that seems more relevant this year somehow as we all feel our way oh for sure yeah it actually originally had well yeah the book kind of grew out of a blog post basically but the book itself and the blog post originally had a tagline that was how to go solo without going loco and I loved that because all of all of the go low, co solo, mm. I loved that because I loved the rhythm of it. But at the same time, I really wanted to, the book to have a mental health focus. And the foreword is actually written by Simon Blake, OBE, who is chief exec of Mental Health First Aid England. And Simon's very, he's actually a ex-client of mine. I worked with him for many years when he was... Um, uh, chief exec of Brooke and um, in, he's very outspoken about using positive language um, about mental health issues so I ended up dropping the tagline because I really wanted him to write the foreword it was really important to me um, and it felt like the right thing to do kill your darlings as they say <laughs> <laughs> and reading the contents page there on Amazon where you've split each chapter into the myth the reality and the advice yeah it seems like you've kind of broken down the art of being a freelancer into knowing what you want, charging a fair price to reflect your skill set and not being afraid to say no, which... uh, Yeah, yeah, those are three of the three of the eight myths that I bust, I suppose. Um, Things like um, asking for help is a strength and not a weakness and trying to do everything yourself is the fast train to burnout. So accepting that you need help from uh, somebody who perhaps specialises in the things that you don't enjoy, you're not good at, and which don't make you money. That's a really important mindset shift when you do first go freelance. It's something that people struggle with the idea of having to pay someone else to do things, but it's really important. It's a really important decision to make for your business. Absolutely. I've always paid an accountant. It's just those things that every day it would be a kind of a – an anxious thought at the back of your mind, wasn't it? 
So yeah. it's it's just nice to be able to say, uh, tell me what I need to do and I'll do it kind of yeah. much yeah. better. It just frees you up so much more time and headspace to do the thing that is the, your passion and the thing yeah. that you love and which is usually the reason why you went freelance in the first place. So yeah, yeah it's, it, it's a great, it's a great way of being. It's just the best way I think to get more enjoyment from self-employment. Yeah. And talking about the thing that you're passionate about, the, the self-value thing I think is a really easy trap for people to fall into. Yeah. If you're really passionate about something, you really love doing it, creating that self-value is really, really important, isn't it? It's really important and it can be really difficult because as you say, it's the thing that we love doing and we almost can't believe our luck that we're actually getting paid to do the thing that we love doing. The yeah. thing we also, the thing often that we find really easy and and it's almost as if, well, you know, it, you, you, you've got to focus on the fact that what might take you an hour might take your client 10. Yeah, or, or not at all. They, they might not be able to do it at all. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's fantastic. As someone who works in marketing, then it's no surprise that you market yourself very well online. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, where can people find you? Um, I'm most active online on Twitter and LinkedIn. Those are my two favorites. I'm not particularly a fan of Facebook, so I'm very rarely over there. Um, I do do Instagram because I love photography. So I've got nearly seven and a half thousand followers on my account where I share landscape photos of the Cotswolds. So if anybody's into kind of landscapes, countryside, Cotswolds views, bit of Yorkshire, which was earlier this year, um, I just love taking photos on my iPhone. That's kind of my hobby. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. IPhone, the smartphone cameras nowadays uh, are amazing. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, people say, oh, there's no way you took all your photos on your phone. I'm just like, yeah, they're, they're all taken on my iPhone. <laughs> I don't even possess a camera anymore. Not one that works. That's for sure. Um, so everything's taken on my iPhone and uh, edited in a free app called Snapseed. Oh, yes. I yeah. use that. I use that. Yes, I, I have a DSLR. I've been on a course. It is, you know, in terms of headspace, when you're really busy at work, it's mm. really nice to have something that's totally unrelated and, and uh, yeah. doing all that. Um, but yes, I mean, uh, smartphone cameras now can do a lot of it for you, that processing. So, you know, finding the finding the really nice shot is really the key, isn't it? I think so. I think if you've got an eye for for the right um, composition, I think you're away if you've got a great phone. Because as you say, what I like about it is the immediacy. We've gotten slightly off tack here. We have a little bit. (laughs) Um, But what I like about it is the immediacy, the fact that I can take a shot and within a couple of minutes, I can have edited it and uploaded it to Instagram and people can start liking commenting on it so fantastic well i'll put all those links in the show notes for you uh but for now sarah townsend thank you for joining me for a cuppa oh thanks for having me gareth Thanks again to Sarah for her time. If you're trying to write copy for your company and don't feel equipped to do it yourself or don't have the time, her links are in the show notes. Tell her Gareth from Creative Cup I sent you. Also in the show notes are links to this podcast on social media. Just search for at Pod and you'll find us. If you prefer a more personal communication, come and join the Creative Cuppa Facebook group. 
it's for you marvellous listeners and indeed anyone who enjoys creativity who might appreciate a friendly space tell your friends finally a little request at the moment i receive no sponsorship to make creative cuppa it's just me producing reaching out to potential guests setting up calls editing dialogue mixing and mastering scheduling social posts everything you need to do to make a podcast i do it myself there are a couple of things you can do as listeners in return and i'd be eternally grateful one is to follow at screenless pod and share posts when they happen to spread the word the other is if you have an Apple iPhone, open the Apple Podcasts app. It has a purple icon, then find the search tool, enter Creative Cuppa, tap on the podcast cover, leave a rating, five stars would be lovely, thank you, a review and a title and tap send. That's it. It'll take two minutes. These things really help to grow podcasts and I'd be so grateful if you can be a part of that. That's all for this episode. So until next time, thanks for joining me for a cuppa. Mm-hmm.